Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the most important podcast of the week. This is our match day preview of the quarterfinals of the Rugby World Cup. My name is Fergus Mainland, and with me, previewing this gargantuan weekend of rugby, is James Price, Ruben Blignolt, and Caleb Matumba. We've got four phenomenal matches to bring you. France, Italy, New Zealand, Wales, England, Australia, and Canada against the United States of America. And we will start this morning, gentlemen, with France against Italy. Yay! <laughs> Just the sort of enthusiasm we're looking for. But arguably one of the most fascinating matchups that we've got out of the four matches. Yeah, um, France versus Italy. Um, they've played each other the most this year around, and Italy actually won the last game. And they've played each other 24 times. France leads that 19 5, having won 19 of those matches. And France have scored 704 points when they play against each other, and Italy only 224. And this is their first time they meet in the Rugby World Cup, so that makes an interesting encounter. So whoever gets to win this one gets the bragging rights for winning at the Rugby World Cup. France have finished inside the top four at the past five Rugby World Cups, um, and the French defence has conceded the least points of any team during the pool phase. So... They have the best defense thus far, so that's going to make of an interesting encounter for them. Italy are into their first Rugby World Cup knockout match, um, and they've won four of the past five games since the knockout phase in 2017. The same number of victories across their first 16 Rugby World Cup games since 1991. And we go to the teams and what the changes they've made. Italy, 14 of Italy's starting lineup for their Rugby World Cup 2021 quarterfinal against France have started when Italy beat France in the last game in September, right? So that includes winger Maria Magatti, who plays her 50th test in Waingeri on the 29th of October. So that's going to be a big day for her. So congratulations on that. But the Italian coach has made four changes to his starting lineup. Um, from the 24-12 loss to Canada for their nation's first ever Rugby World Cup quarterfinal. One of them is obviously enforced by law for obvious reasons, which you discussed yesterday. Listen back to that one. <laughs> if you want to know why Sarah Tunesi is not playing, she's got a 12th match ban for being Luis Suarez in a rugby field. The next one is... France team, France coach Thomas Duckett has made eight personnel changes and one positional change to his starting lineup. What we have is Anele Deschaye and Agatha Sokat, as well as Clara Joyou, return to the starting lineup, and they're the preferred front row. So we see that seven of France match day 23 made their test debut against Italy, including number eight, Charlotte Escudero, and replacement fly half, Lina Kuroi. I hope I'm saying these ones right as recently as in France's 21-0 victory on the 3rd of September. So it's an interesting encounter we've got on Saturday. <coughs> Both teams know each other very well. They've played each other three times before this one in 2022 alone. Mm -hmm. So they're all walking into familiar territory. So that should make for an interesting encounter, especially on the coach's side. They've probably worked each other out to the T. I listened back to yesterday's podcast, James, and your argument about... France is starting to resonate with me to the point where I'm now doubting the bet that I placed on New Zealand to go out and win the whole World Cup. Um, I, I've i gone back and look at the, the stats, I've watched highlights of France, and I am so impressed with how France have played this World Cup, particularly, as you noted yesterday, their 
nilling of Fiji. I am going to put France as the dark horse now to actually potentially go all the way and win this World Cup. Yeah, well, I guess they're not really a duck well, horse in a way. I, we, we've sort of made them a duck horse purely because we made it a, a two-horse race. Um, but I think the people who know slightly better than us, uh, including England themselves, were well aware of the challenge that they, they posed. I still don't personally see them going all the way, but it would be nice to see them in a final for the first time, definitely. So who have you got winning this one, Caleb? I've got the French going through. Um, and I've got them losing in the semis um, because I just think New Zealand at home will make the final. But I think it's going to be a close game. Um, it's a three-point game. Italy will be heartbroken uh, because it's always it's always a back and forth between these two. So they're not far apart when they actually play each other. Mm-hmm. So I think France win. I'll even put a score on it, 21-18. Very close one. That game kicks off at 4.30 in the morning UK time. And the next game after that, very leisurely time of 7.30, is New Zealand against Wales. And I think the headline that goes with this one is that it's going to be an absolute steamrolling. Um, Wayne Smith, director of rugby in New Zealand, he's made six changes to his starting lineup that defeated Scotland, not so long, uh, last weekend, I should say, uh, which means that 15 players returned to the match day team from their round two win against Wales. And Portia Woodman is back, and this match has just got Portia Woodman narrative written all over it. So if you look at the top try scorers in Rugby World Cup history, Sue Day of England leads the way on 19, Portia Woodman is on 18. And just to put you into perspective how good these two players are, Jonah Lomu uh, has only scored, I say only, 15 tries in Rugby World Cup history, and Brian Habana, he's 15 as well. So Portia Woodman this weekend has the opportunity to equal Sue Day and actually beat it. And I think it's just got written all over it that Portia Woodman goes absolutely wild this weekend. Um, it's worth noting as well, Aisha Letty Liga has scored eight tries in six games, including five at the World Rugby Pacific Four Series back in June. It's worth noting as well, co-captain Kennedy Simon, she's named on the bench for the first time in this tournament after recovering from an injury. And on the Welsh side of things, personnel-wise, we've got four new faces coming in and one positional change uh, following last week's loss to Australia. Uh, Karis Phillips and Donna Rose join Cara Hope in the front row for the first time since their opening game against Scotland, that brilliant encounter. And worth noting as well that Kira Bevins, she earns her first start uh, this year's World Cup after averaging 27 minutes coming off the bench across all three pool games. I see New Zealand walking away with this one. I absolutely do. Um, however, it's worth noting that in the Scotland game, uh, the game last weekend, Scotland Hell had a phenomenal last finish to the match. And in New Zealand's opening game against Australia, Australia rattled them at the beginning. This Black Ferns team is not, they're not invincible. They can be beaten, which is why I made those comments earlier about France. And when the Black Ferns played Wales not so long ago, it was the forward pack that dominated, forcing five scrum penalties and four more penalties. So they're weak there, they're weak up front. But we've talked about how good their backs are. Portia Woodman we could talk about forever. Um, 
so I think Wales are going to cause problems again, but I just see an absolute steamrolling happening this weekend. Yeah, just, just to start at this, the start, Portia Woodman, obviously an absolutely unbelievable player, but just to put some of her try-scoring feats into perspective, she ended last the tournament in 2017 as top try-scorer with 13. However, eight of those came against Hong Kong. So just to put it into perspective, but obviously that's not to... Uh, belittle her she ended the tournament as the top try scorer and she didn't even kick so that's a bit mad um but Fergus for you hmm. so you think this game is going to be won and lost up front do you I'd I'd say it's it's going to be made difficult up front I say I think if you're going to put it to split it down as one or lost up front ugh, I think it opens the door up too much for Wales and I'm sorry to our Welsh fans listening out there but they received a beating from them in the pool stages. New Zealand have gone out, they played Wales five times before. The average score has been 46-9. Wales have never scored more than 12 points against the Black Ferns, and that's not going to change uh, this weekend. Yeah, I, I have to agree with you on that one, Fergus. I don't think there's any day Wales beats the Black Ferns come this weekend. And even if they match the Black Ferns up front, the backs are just so worlds apart from them that they'll still get beaten and not by little but by a lot so i think the the, the black fans go into the semi-finals with lots of confidence because they're going to beat wales that's that's just what it is and i it's them and australia i feel for i wish they'd drawn other teams in the quarters for hmm. them to get a game if probably wales play a usa or wales play it's not that it's a guaranteed victory but you can say on a good day there might be an upset if australia was playing in italy that could also put things into perspective or if Australia was playing a Canada but they're done because of who they've drawn in the quarters and it's just it's sad but it is what it is so Fergus is it going to be slightly closer this time around I don't know actually I don't see Wales scoring many points um, so I think I think we're going to get a bigger margin than the other game yeah a bigger margin I think it'll be a bigger margin bigger margin wow see that I've got New Zealand by 40 Porsche Woodman to score first. She scores first. I think that's a pretty well. good bet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good bet. I think. Yeah, I've got um, I've got New Zealand to score first as well with uh, Ruby Tui. Mm. Good that shout. back three yeah. is unbelievable. Yeah. That back three is. Did you see the TikTok that they made? No, I you know the the. the um, oh, Negroni Spagliato. Yeah, the TikTok. Yeah. yeah, they did that, but with their whole back three, it was it was a good crack. Very nice. <laughs> Uh, Sunday's games kick off at 1.30 UK time with England against Australia, James. England v Australia. Yeah. Uh, so, England v Australia, the first time that they've played each other since 2017. So a slightly unknown one here. Um, obviously, England are the favourites, three wins from three. Uh, and despite what may have been said by a certain member across the table from me, <coughs> Caleb, uh, they did show their resilience in their battle against <coughs> France. Um, obviously, there's been a lot of chat about the questions over the plan B, but then if your plan A is so good, why change? Um, why need a plan B? Why need a plan B when plan A is so good? Yes. Um, 12 out of their 13 tries against South Africa came through their forward pack. Obviously, it's going to be a different story this weekend, but still pretty impressive. 12 out of 13 to score 13 anyway is pretty good. Um, and that was 75 nil against Africa that last game with a whole host of changes. So one benefit that England have got is they've got a couple of uh, rested players. Uh, front row of Cornbrook, Kikane and Byrne are back. Uh, Byrne reaches her 50th cap. 
But obviously, coming on to number eight, Sarah Hunter is to become the most capped England player of all time. 138 caps. It's, it's phenomenal. So, unbelievable. Yeah. Tatiana Hurd keeps her place at 12 after her player of the match performance against South Africa last week. She made 94 metres uh, and was pretty incredible in that game. Uh, back three challenge, Helena Rowland, who's played mainly at 12 this World Cup, but is obviously at heart a 10. She's actually at 15, um, which is quite exciting. Lydia Thompson and Abby Dow on the wings and Kildun moves to the bench. Um, obviously, if they win, this will be their 29th. Uh, just to move on to Australia, obviously, they've had a pretty good World Cup, actually. They shocked the Black Ferns in the opening 40, back-to-back uh, -back wins over Scotland and Wales. And let's not forget, in that Scotland game, they came back from 12-0 down at half-time to win 14-12. I can see Fergus shaking in his uh, in anger. Um, and just to also put that into perspective, Scotland had 100% territory in the last 10 minutes in that game. So they have some resilience and they're going to need it this weekend and they've proved that they've got that. Um, yeah, Australia obviously coming off the back of a bit of a bruiser against Wales. They had to win that game to get through and uh, and, and they, they were able to do that. But England, as I said, have rested quite a few players. So it's going to be maybe a tough one for Australia. Um, they're top of, the, top of the stats in a number of things. Yellows, reds, and matches. Yay. <laughs> Shout out the alphabet for that huge dub. Um, Bien Terrata, obviously, we just need to talk about her. She's played all by three minutes so far, five tries in four tests, two against the All Blacks in the opening round. Pretty damn good. Big. Uh, team changes. Lena Moran is at a nine. Laurie Kramer is moves to 11 from 15. Um, Going to be a pretty exciting one. J James, just on that one, um, we've obviously reached that stage of the competition where winning matters at all costs and it's not the way you win the game are you what do you expect do you expect a free-flowing throwing the ball around game or it's gonna be bruising forward pack slow poison i think it's going to be a forward dominated game for sure england are going to continue to use their strength yeah um if they win a world cup by the end of this no one's gonna Question. go back and go ah oh, well that poor game against france was was not quite as exciting as i'd hoped um, or mm, that was a bit of a grind out against Australia, was it? They're going to come home with a trophy and they're going to be very happy. Um, and I'm sure Simon Millicent will be the first to do two fingers to everyone if they, you know, this game plan ends up winning. And quite rightly, um, Australia also have commented in the week that they think that these two matchups against Northern Hemisphere teams, against Wales and Scotland, has put them in really good stead because they understand that this is going to be a set-piece-based game. Um, so I don't think we're going to see many much vibe based rugby but it's definitely um it's going to be a contest and it's such an exciting one for australia because like, like like we were saying earlier if they pulled anyone else they probably would have gone further but yeah. unfortunately we it's all England. want some rugby vibes but it's not going to happen yeah mm, what well, might do oh you have a different view no i'm just i'm optimistic i'm, I'm quite an optimistic person um, and I think I get that from you. I get that from you. I, I think the quarterfinals of rugby. Yeah, my T-shirt says "Be kind, rewind." Um, if that's got anything to do with vibes, but the <laughs> I think it is a pretty good vibe. Yeah. No, I think I can, think the here's a question. Here's a question. A bit football okay. cliche, but can there be vibes-based rugby from set piece or is set piece? Always oh, hundred percent. No. Is this? Is this? Yeah, are we of course, chatting? there can be vibes. No. Yeah. Guys, no. If 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 it's set piece rugby, it's nine. But if you look rugby. at the stats in any 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 Kill league, it. about seventy percent of tries come from lineouts. So set piece is so important. It's so important, but it's not vibes. I don't want to. No, Caleb, I don't know. I've seen some good vibes. vibes when we are line when we're playing schoolboy rugby, 
Uh, oh, yeah. we, we you practice your moves. We had we had Xbox, Xbox 360. We had Magic Ball off the lineout. We had all of these moves coming off. Yeah, but I, I don't think Australia have crap names for lineouts like you do. Exactly. <laughs> have good names. And I think we know this. what happens when it's forward dominated. Goes up, bring down, drive them all. No, good no, energy. because if you do the lineout and then you throw it straight to the first person in the lineout as well, and they run or they got a runner coming straight through, trick play on the lineout. That's a huge vibe of rugby. I completely agree there, Fergus. Still, I think Kane's probably going to get a hat trick off the back of a driving lineup. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good to be a to be a hooker in this England team, I must say. Yeah, yeah. Hat trick last week, hat trick this week, probably for mm. me. But yeah, it's coming. It's I coming. think you can get more vibes from a lineup than you can from a scrum, because scrums is just people pushing. Oh, scrums don't are know. beautiful. We nah. don't start with no, that. Oh, Caleb, they're oh, not. Mate. Caleb, oh, the scrums good. are just pointless restarts of the match it's at the moment. It's the only part of the game which has art in its name. They call it the dark arts because it's yeah. so beautiful. Yeah. No, it's There's, not. It's only You've six people who give a crap in about that it. I used to be Caleb, a prop. And I... Scrums <laughs> are... They've reached the stage. They're pointless. You might as well tap and go at this stage oh, because oh. they just collapse... The referees aren't enforcing the law about oh. actually putting the ball in. The hookers, their name is to hook. They don't hook the ball. They lean against each other until a penalty is forced. Do you oh. know, if, if, if journalism doesn't work out for you, I think you become a professional getting angry man. <laughs> well, <laughs> professional no, seriously. I scrum. Oh, oh, wait, that's I, what it is to be. That, that is exactly I despise them at the moment. They are just, they've just slipped into this terrible routine that aren't... It's not what it used to be. It, I don't want to TA into you, but we've seen that teams that can't scrum well are not in the quarters. One of them is South Africa and one of them is Scotland. But anyways... That's it, 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 no one's saying that, that they, scrums aren't important. However, they are far more they're boring. They're a beauty they to are, see people being popped out because they can't scrum. Like, it's an amazing I, I like sight. watching it, and I used to be one. Yeah. So I, I used to be there in the middle and absolutely loved it at the time. But as a viewer, you can't argue that it's not a bit dull. I don't know. I it takes up that. so much of the match for a contest that just forward goes down and down again. Christ, is it a Thursday? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, we're going to have to finish off the last couple of uh, couple of crackers, couple of bits of cheese oh. off that smorgasbord. And uh, <laughs> oh, Reuven, I think it's it's time to give you a say. Yeah, yeah it is. Um, after after that debate um please james remind me england um england australia when, when was the last time that you said that they played pretty sure it was 2017 it was 2017 right well in yeah. stark contrast we have canada and usa who faced each other last week ah yes so, <laughs> <laughs> so i reckon i think you're going to see a very similar match <laughs> compared to uh you know uh, look coach american coach rob kane I think that he can look at last week's matches and um, sort of go into it as an opportunity to sort of um, um, as, a, as a complete rematch. Um, when you've looked at the team sheets, for instance, you see the same names that are on there compared to other teams that have drastically changed their squad. So for America, you've got... Uh, Hope Rogers starting out in the front line. You've got... Uh, Hope Rogers. I was about to say that. It's such Hope a, Rogers. Hope Rogers. You've got Carly Waters. You've got uh, Kate Zachary. These are all names that, you know, were... Are on the team sheet. <laughs> that are on the team sheet, but also that were very dumb, that were very good in the last match. Um, you know, in the last match, 
um, I really thought that USA showed a lot of promise. I think that with a bit more training, they can do a lot. Well, the last, ma- um, the last match was very high intensity. Uh, it ended 29-14 to Canada. Um, but I did expect to see America, USA, doing a lot better. But I think with a, with a bit more practice, like as we've seen coming out of a lot of these women's matches in, in the Rugby World Cup, um, the more experience you get, the better you get, and the more you can see how your players play and how you can change things up. So I think Rob Kane will... I, I, I don't think um, that America, that the USA is going to win against Canada. I really think Canada is going to win again. Uh, but I think that with the past two matches, um, and the USA's coach can go into this with eyes wide open and fully concentrate on the next set of matches coming up in World Cups and friendly tournaments and that sort of thing. So, Reuven, when is Emily Totosi going to score? When is Emily Tutosi going <laughs> to minutes, score? Four minutes, but when? Four minutes into <laughs> the match. Yeah. Well, on, on our match predictor, I definitely have Emily Tutosi scoring the first uh, try, and I'm predicting Canada to win this by 14, which is, I'm, I'm sure I worked it out to the same margin. I tried to work it out to the exact same margin. It was I'm 15 in, the, uh, in last week's game. 15 in last week's game. So... Yeah, so not on the button, but I think we're going to see a very similar score. I think I have actually week. done Emily Totosi a disservice because she's actually scored six tries in three games. So actually, when is she going to score and then when is she going to score again? Based on the stats, <laughs> she's going to score twice. So. Of course she's going to score twice, yes. <laughs> mm. uh, we can also look out for Paige Farries as well. I'm very impressed with um, how Paige Farries has been playing. She's incredibly fast. Uh, we can see a few tries from her for sure. Um, but like I said... Canada, Canada's going to win. The match is at 3.30 um, UK time, uh, half past four New Zealand time in the afternoon. All the best for that wake-up. Yeah, that wake-up's going to be fun. But if you are passionate about rugby as we are, you will be up at half past three watching that match. Quite frankly, if you're not passionate about rugby, you should still get up and watch the match because that is the one, I think, where the it's the most chance of our, an upset is going to come from. Yeah, yeah, I think it's the pick of the fixtures. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. I think France, Italy. Nah. Nah. Canada, USA. All right. Fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I've run out of analysis there. I wasted it all. No, that's quite right, Fergus. I I can't expect you to do all the work all the time. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I think a lot of people in the week have picked the the France, Italy game purely because they've played each other so much. Mm -hmm. They have, well, not that that, um, USA, Canada haven't. Mm. (laughs) It's only last week. Yeah. Um, but because Italy have sort of been building throughout this, maybe you, you, you as your Italy correspondents, they've been they've been building pretty well throughout this World Cup. Do they have any chance? No. <laughs> <laughs> they've been improving, but I don't think they're improving enough to beat a French. But you said France are rubbish yesterday, so I just said France weren't that great when they played. Ah. Yeah. You know, personally, oh, I feel with this with that, this World Cup, I hate Cup, that comment so much. <laughs> I don't think they played that well against. Them. Oh, well, fair enough. I'll not get back onto that. Sorry. Look. Uh, just, just, just looking at these matches, we, I think we've we, we've all can safely say how a lot of these matches have been very unpredictable. Um, a, what, the, the the skills that we're seeing, the people that we're seeing emerging out of this are very new, and we 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 we, we like sort of learning about how um, women's rugby is really really played and how where the strengths are. So to predict it, um, I think it could be. 
you could say it's all over the place um, and anything can happen. Well, for brilliant games of rugby that we're all very much looking forward to this weekend, and a reminder, France, Italy at 4.30, New Zealand, Wales, 7.30, England, Australia, 1.30, 3.30 is Canada against the United States of America. That's all UK time. It's all very early in the morning, but we can't wait to see which teams will be progressing to the semi-finals in a week's time. Thank you very much, everyone, for tuning in to today's episode of the World Cup Daily Podcast, and we'll see you all tomorrow. <laughs>